uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Out Loud. Sorry if I sound a bit nasally this week. I have contracted some sort of terrible virus, but it hasn't stopped me from pushing through with the podcast. We recorded this particular episode last month at UC Expo. I was joined by Bradley Allen, who is Product Marketing Manager for the EMEA at Fuse. Fuse is a leading provider of cloud-based unified communications as a service, such as voice, video, messaging, and collaboration. Fuse are forward-thinking and have produced a report where they consider the future of work. Bradley is kind enough to take me through the report, and we discuss some of its most interesting findings and how they can be utilised in the real world. Have a listen. So, I'm here with Bradley Allen, Product Marketing Manager for the EMEA for Fuse. First of all, how are you enjoying UC Expo? It's going really well. We've had great take up on the stand and our shows have been, um, we've had good seat in attendance. So it's been really, really good. Is this your first UC Expo or are you a, a veteran? Is it a, this is my UC virginity. That's why I'm asking everyone. Oh, wonderful. This. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I, from a few standpoint, no, it's not our first. And um, we've been here for quite a few years now and uh, just going from strength to strength. And, you, and so I wanted to, to chat to you a bit about uh, the, the, the talk that you were saying about, about the future of work, some research that Fuse have out. And I just wanted, if you could give me a summary of that. Yeah, so uh, the Future of Work report is all about understanding um, the workforce behaviour. But not only that, it's taking into consideration those who are coming into the workplace in the next five years. So it's looking at a number of key aspects. Previously, we've done a a number of different research reports which have tied into um, IT leaders, CIOs, and the complexity that they're facing around delivering differentiated software services to their workforce and how to ensure they deliver flexibility flexibility around work, flexibility around mobile working, and how they can package all of that and deliver an experience that makes people want to stay with the businesses. And uh, we've got some great information in the report that actually ties back to that today. And that, the, the, the market for candidates and talent, it's incredibly competitive, isn't it? And, and, and it's fierce, and it's, and it's important to differentiate, differentiate yourself and make yourself an attractive proposition as a business for people to come and work for. It's true. It's totally the case. And actually, what you tend to find is end users really want experiences that tie back to what they can do in their day-to-day life. I mean, yeah, in their consumer lives, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, I remember a really frustrating experience for myself when I was at Cisco. I was given a BlackBerry phone, something called a CVO, which is a Cisco Virtual Office, and an IP phone, and a laptop, and was told. These are your four devices, and you can conquer the world with these devices. Unfortunately, at the same time, iPhone 4 came out, and a BlackBerry wasn't cutting it. So what do I do? I go take my SIM card out of the BlackBerry, and I get someone to cut it down, and I put it inside my iPhone 4. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, I want to be productive, and I don't want to be tethered to something that's useless or carry two devices, because that's the frustration of the end user. Completely. And that that empowerment of that end user, it it seems, you made the example then of when you worked for Cisco, it seems there has been a bit of a shift you're absolutely right. Maybe a few years ago, you would have been saddled. Here's, here's your basic starter kit, uh, and, that, and that's what you're using, whether you like it or not, and, and if not. Whereas now, you know, it's entirely about that user flexibility, isn't it, and enabling people to use what, they, what makes them perform best. Yeah, it's totally the case, and actually ties into the fact that people are now looking at not only flexible working and the technology they use, but considering whether or not they'll go to a job, whether they'll actually take the opportunity if it doesn't allow them to have things like the flexibility, the work from anywhere experience, and have some level of control over their application experience and device experience. So much so that people are actually willing to buy their own hardware. And some of the data that we found was that 31% would actually pay for their own technology 
versus being tied down to something that they don't want from the business. Oh, wow, okay, so a third of potential employees would rather go to their own expense to use equipment you know, that, that they prefer rather than be given a stock laptop or phone or whatever that might be from, from the company in choice. That's exactly it. And actually, some other data points that we found was that 54% were actually willing to consider moving to another company if they couldn't get things like flexible working and the right level of technology to work with. And that, and that as we talked about before, it, it seems that historically, maybe the, the focus placed on talent by employers was, was less so, and they were more inclined, oh, you know, if you don't want to work here, go and work somewhere else. Whereas, whereas now, you know, you want to attract the best talent, don't you? You need to be able to enable that. And whether that's offering the technology solutions that people enjoy, flexible working, empowerment in the workplace, you know, it's absolutely critical, isn't it, to, to making sure you attract the right talent and keeping it, as you said. Totally right. And actually, what we need to recognize is by having flexible working capabilities, we can now consider a much broader workforce from a number of different countries around the world because there's no reason why you couldn't have a business running out of the UK or somewhere in Europe and then go and gather resources from India or any other location in the world and get them to do the same level of work for you um, but have them remote. There's no reason why you can't leverage that as a resource and actually take advantage of those rich capabilities from any country in the world. That's a really interesting point. And I, and I work from home and, and luckily I'm able to work flexibly and, and, and work the, the, the time and hours that, you know, that suit me best as long as I get the, get the content done at the end of the day, which I often don't. I have to say, Bradley, you never know sometimes the work doesn't get done. <laughs> but that's a really interesting point that you made that it, previously me and you say we're local you and I, we're applying for a job in the local area. Effectively, we, we were competing on a, on a geographical capability of whether we could get to the job, but you're absolutely right now. We, anyone from you know, Bangalore, Australia, could effectively do my job because there's no geographical restriction, exactly. and it's not very hard. But apart from that, you know, <laughs> you know, we're not restricted at all in geography in that sense, are we? No, you're totally right. And actually, that is, that is the key point. No one should be tied down. The whole purpose of work is that you are productive. And if you're not productive, we need to now consider why that is the case. And what some of the research we found actually reflected that some of the key reasons why people want flexible work is simply because they want to feel better. They want better, um, better well-being and better health conditions. Work-life balance and that yeah. sort of thing. And actually that came out in, a, I think it was like 43% of those we interviewed came back with Health and well-being is critical, and ultimately work plays a big part in delivering stress. If your job is nine to five, and by five o'clock your work isn't finished, you may have to stick around for another couple of hours to finish that work. If that's the case, that's highly stressful. Maybe you've got to pick up the kids, maybe you've got to call someone to pick up the kids on your behalf. Maybe you had an arrangement that's important that you've got to pay for if you miss it. There's a number of reasons why that's important, and actually that's why we need to be considerate around how we give a balanced view to work and the demand on work, because a lot of us do work now on project-based tasks rather than tasks that are set to a daily deadline. And, and that's something I wanted to ask, you know, you're, you're an expert in this field. It, in terms of, the, 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 and I'll keep on coming back to some sort of historical viewpoint, but the historical way was, you, you say, you, you are contracted for 45 hours a week. You work those hours, that's your contract. Do, do, does there need to be a shift from employers to a more outcome-focused approach rather than a, a time-based, clock-based, you work your 45 hours, you're done. Actually, I don't care how many hours you work, these are your tasks for the week. If you accomplish those, you know, that, that, then you've achieved the goal. Yeah, I think it needs to be like, it kind of needs to be fluid, right? 
the fluidity of work is crucial. We need to be able to say, not, we need to recognize not every single job fits that criteria. If you're a bus driver, clearly you need to drive the bus between the hours. That yes, you you're right. Yeah, absolutely. But outside of those type of environments where you are working to a set time, set of hours every day, it's all about understanding how if you're working on a project and you have a deadline to meet, ensuring that you complete that work. So for me personally, I get up in the morning and I like to do things like go for a run or do some sort of activity. Um, but I also have three children. So what I need to recognize is I might need to be back, do a little bit of work, and then maybe drop the kids to school. And then once I've dropped the kids to school, I'll work my work day. But at three o'clock, I might have to pick my kids up. Um, but that doesn't mean my work's ended because I pick the kids up at three o'clock. It simply means that I pick them up, got them home, maybe I hand off to my wife, and then I might work from six till nine. Or once they've gone to bed, absolutely. Or even once they've gone to bed. Everyone's productive at different times of the day. It may be a case that your preference is 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. It may be a preference that my preference is not working at all, but unfortunately, <laughs> no. But no, I know exactly what you mean, and I have exactly the same. I have similar commitments. I'll go to the gym in the morning. I might walk the dog in the day while it's nice. That doesn't mean I can't work in the evening. Or, for example, at a show like this, you know, we're working all the time. We, we can do some work at night. We can catch up on our emails. But it is about allowing that flexibility, isn't it, and, and enabling people to work when they're most productive. It is, and it's actually not. It's about not being afraid to allow your work, your workforce, to actually go out and do their day job in a location that isn't the office. I think that's the big thing that some businesses still struggle with. It's that whole, I can't see you, so I don't know if you're actually productive or if you're watching TV. And is that a is that a fear thing? Is that a genuine mistrust between employer and employee that they think, oh, actually, yeah, if, you, if you're not in the office, sat at your desk. I mean, I think back to when I worked in an office. I'm massively more productive now working from home. When I sat in the office, effectively, I might have worked for a couple of hours. The rest of the time I was chatting, I was going to the water cooler. You know, that people think, oh, you're in an office, you're working. Not necessarily. So it's completely about it's a, a trust issue, isn't it, of making sure that wherever your employee might be, that, you know, you trust what they're doing and that they're going to be working for it. Yeah, I would actually say it's a historical view tied down to a number of things history history reflects that we've always kind of gone to an office and that's where the day job is done and then you leave but what we also see is that technology is also tied hand in hand with that and if your technology tethered you to the office then you had no choice but to stay in the office and complete your completely yeah absolutely and now we're living in an age where we can access a lot of our services either from the cloud alternatively via maybe something that we don't want to use like a vpn but if you can access all the tools and services, then that's all that matters. And actually, our data reflected that 70% of those we interviewed said they could access their business software files and many other things easily, um, regardless of where they are. However, many businesses still don't sanction um, this like concept of remote and flexible working simply because they see it as a benefit that you earn after tenure, after you've spent time performing for the business, rather than something you should just get as a day-to-day being so that you can be better at what you do. Well, I look forward to, to the evolution of this and the increasing use of flexible work. So, Bradley from Fuse, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and to the UC Today stand. Really appreciate it. No, thank you very much. It's been great to do it and uh, thanks for your time. Perfect. Excellent, that was. It was really great to chat with Bradley at UC Expo, so massive thanks to him for coming onto the podcast and also to Fuse for allowing us to discuss that report and its findings. If you want some more information on that, it's really interesting. Head to the uctoday.com website and search for Fuse. That is it, though, for today's episode, but there is loads more to come on Out Loud this week, so make sure you subscribe on iTunes and leave a review if you are feeling kind enough. As always, though, thanks for listening.